0: Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Thank you for tuning in as we are launching our adventure series. Walking with God is much like going on an adventure. And today, Lisa McFarland will be sharing with you some helpful insights of how to successfully navigate this journey here on with God. We hope you enjoy.
1: So, you know, in verse 10, Moses heard the people, right? Verse 14. They're they're saying, "We want we want meat. We're tired of manna. We're tired of this." <laughs> And Moses says, I'm not able, verse 14, I'm not able to carry all these people because it, it, is a, it is too burdensome for me. So if you're going to deal with me like this, just kill me. <laughs> if I can't resign, if I can't quit, then just let me die, God. Just kill me. little suicide to go in there. If I have found favor in your sight... And do not let me see my wretchedness. In other words, God, if I have favor, can't you see what's going on? So grace not only will help you overcome, but grace will cause you to pray. To seek the Lord when you really want to just quit. But but you can't quit all of a sudden. You say, Lord, if I have any grace, if there's any favor in my life, I, I need help, God. And grace will cause God to come and answer you so the Lord said to him gather me 70 men and basically what he says is I will take the spirit that's on you and I will cause that anointing to overflow and I will put the same anointing on you on these other men and they'll start to help you let me tell you if you want help you want God to find your helpers and so that's what happens I love it I love it that that God answers this prayer The grace will answer your prayers right And Paul talks about in Romans 15 again, verse 16, grace has been given to me to be a minister. This grace will also give you a calling or a vision or something that God does. It's your future. It's your destiny. Listen, grace is not just you getting saved. Grace is how you stay saved. Grace is how you're going to make it to the end. Grace is uh, the anointing that comes on you and will come on people around you. Grace is the favor that God will put on you, your family, and the nation around you and will mark you and sets you apart as different grace is God will hear your voice and come and answer you forgive you like Noah when everybody else is getting ready to die God will give you a blueprint and tell you what to do so you escape judgment God will give provision like manna like quail like helpers grace is the power with which the human being then performs his or her gifted task. Right? The grace and the anointing that comes on my life will also give me the power to finish what God wants me to do so I can be successful. Listen, right now, as ministers and what's going on in our ministry worldwide, we need to begin to ask God for more grace. Right? He gives grace to the humble, He gives grace to the poor. Right? He gives favor, right? And that favor lasts a lifetime. Right? And like Moses, God, if I have any favor, God, would you let your favor come on me? Would you let your presence be in my midst? Would you come with me? Will you help me, God? And God's grace will come and help you. Right? Second Corinthians chapter 4. I'm, I'm winding down. Second right, Corinthians chapter 4. I had to slow down because otherwise I'll, I won't be able to stay on track. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, 14. Verse 11, Paul says this, For we who who are alive are constantly being delivered over to death for the sake of Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal body. So death works in us, but life in you. In other words, sometimes when you have the grace of God on your life and a calling of, of God on your life and the grace to be a minister, it's like part of you is dying so that God would be make other people alive. You say, what do you mean, Lisa? Well, I don't get to do what I want to do. I don't get to control my time. I don't get to control my future. There's a grace over my life that's moving through me onto other people. And if you're a minister, I hope you heard what I just said. Paul says this. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Paul says, you know what? Listen, God has a grace and his word has come so that we would have faith and we would believe that the promise is true and what God said is going to come to pass. We commit it to the Lord and God is supernaturally supplying us and he's giving us grace to finish He's giving us grace to finish with his spirit and the spirit of faith, right? There's a spirit of faith and there's a spirit of grace, right? The spirit of faith is right here in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, right? And the spirit of grace is in Hebrews 10, verse 29. In other words, there are impartations that Holy Spirit gives to us that helps us. Listen, this is a mature word tonight. I know it is. I can't help it. I didn't make myself preach this. The Holy Spirit comes on us not just to give us the ability to speak in tongues. It it comes so that the anointing and the power of Holy Spirit would come inside of us and give us the power to do what God has called us to do and to inherit the promises of God. How will I inherit these promises? There's a spirit of faith that comes as I hear God's word, right? And as I hear God's word, I believe it, I speak it, God brings it to pass. There's a spirit of faith. There's a spirit of grace. And this grace comes on my life and gives me the ability to keep going. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't downsize your vision. There's a grace that comes from God and this favor of God on our life where God, you know, loves us. And even before I do it, even when I screw up, God says, I'm pleased with you. What? I'm pleased you you're my son you're my daughter i'm working in your life my grace is going to be sufficient for you as a minister i've given you a grace to be a minister it's going to work it's going to finish it's going to happen it's going to come to pass because you've committed it to me so paul in second corinthians chapter 4 continues he said it's the same spirit of faith that god spoke to abraham god spoke to david And and David said, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also are believing, therefore we're also speaking. Speaking what? Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake. In other words, all the suffering and things that we're going through is so that somebody might know Christ. It's an adventure, remember? It's a promise. We're committing to God, even in the suffering, even through the hardship. And the grace of God that's on my life is overflowing. Remember when it's established, something's happening to me as I'm suffering and I'm building and I'm going through it. Something's being built in me as I'm building something for God as God's imparting his grace and the spirit of grace and the spirit of faith into me and people are watching me change and be developed by this grace and I'm walking out my faith it's also going to cause them to experience God's grace and to see and have faith in God see it's really not about you it never has been about you it's not about me it's about what people are going to learn They're going to see, they're going to experience as God's moving through my life, as I'm riding my bike. Right? For all things are for your sakes, that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause them to give thanks, to abound in the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is dying or decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For a moment, these light afflictions, right, are producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond anything that can be compared. While we look not at the things that which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are just temporary. But the things that are invisible, that is what is eternal. That's where grace comes. God's going to give us grace. Lord, I don't understand. I can't see it. I don't know where I'm going to live. But I know it's going to be all right. Because you said the righteous would never be forsaken or the sea begging for bread right? That I don't have to worry. The birds don't have to worry about what they're going to eat or where they're going to live. That you care more for me than a bird. A sparrow. Right? Are you listening? Are you hearing me? Heavy word. You need grace. Let's simplify it. You need grace. Well, I thought I had grace. I got saved. Yes. But you need more grace. You need more favor. And the favor that comes on you, it won't go away. It lasts for a lifetime. God's grace is sufficient. It will provide for you whatever you need, whether it's the grace to be a minister. And it goes on in Ephesians, it talks about grace and that grace calling people into the fivefold so they can help other people. Remember? If, I, if I'm established, I become a prototype and my life becomes a testimony for everybody that comes after me. What is God doing? He's building his church. You're the church. He's building a house, a spiritual house inside of you. An unseen, invisible church is inside of you. Come on, touch your chest right there and say, I didn't know I was a church. Turn to your neighbor and say, I didn't know you were the church. Right? I don't go to the church, I am the church and God is building it in me and and it may be hard and, and the pounding, the buffeting, the sufferings and the things that we go through these light afflictions cannot be compared to the glory that's going to come remember before the glory comes the grace before the glory comes the grace, grace. and I need this grace I, I knew I needed God's grace to get saved but I'm going to tell you you're going to need God's grace for everything yeah. Everything, everything. Let me read a couple more verses. Romans 5:2 talks about we gain access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. How am I going to get into this place of grace? It's going to be faith. How do I get faith By the word? I don't even know what I need grace for. Right? I gain access by faith into this grace. Romans 5.2. 1 Corinthians 12.11 says the spirit gives gifts as he determines. The spirit gives gifts. Remember? There's a, a spirit of faith, a spirit of grace. You know, I know we all know about this, this, the gift of tongues and we all know about the gift of miracles. But what about a gift of grace? How many people want a gift of grace? I need grace. If grace brings the glory, I need the grace. If grace is going to help me finish and it's going to be my supply line to finish, I need it, right? It's kind of like, you know, the fifth gear in your car or your overflow tank, right? Where faith gets me started and gets me going, but I need some grace to endure and make it to the end. I need faith and grace. I need them both. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Spirit gives gifts as He determines. There's, you know, it talks about different graces and different brightnesses. You know, you may not need need the same grace on your heart. People always say, how can you travel like that? I have a grace on my life for it. How can you live by faith like that? I have a grace over my life. How can you have people around you and in your house and sleeping like that all the time and sleep on the floor uh, and, uh, and sleep in the dirt? I have a grace over life. There's been given to me a grace as a minister to do what God's called me to do. Therefore, you also have a grace over your life. The Spirit has given you the grace to do your job. To be that mom, to be a husband, to be a wife, to pay those bills, to go through the loss, you know, to go through the transition and the changes or whatever you're going on. You can say, I can't take it, God. I can't make it. I quit. No, you don't quit. You ask for more grace. If we humble ourselves and pray, right? God gives grace to the humble. God, I need more grace. I need, I'm humbling myself. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I need you, God. God will give you the grace. Romans 12, verses 3 and 8. I'm not going to go there. We don't have time. It says there are different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. Some people say, well, I, I can't prophesy. Well, the grace given to you may not move you in that direction. It might move you into taking care of the poor. Right? You know, to some people, they they have a grace they can really study. God's favored them with the ability to study. And other people are like, oh, man, I can't do that. I can't read any books. I I hate reading. But you're really good at talking to people. You're really good at mechanics, right? Right? You're really good at finances. Whatever it is, there's a grace. And when there's different gifts that have been given by the Holy Spirit, according to the grace that God gives us. So I can't judge, you know, uh, her because she sings and he doesn't. There's a grace given to her to sing. There's a grace given to him to play the guitar. There's a grace given to her to bake. There's a grace given to her to whatever it is. Whatever it is, God's grace is sufficient God's grace is sufficient. Right? Ephesians 4 7. To each one of us, grace has been given. Stop. Stop right there. What? I need grace. I've been saying I need grace. Do you need grace? We need grace. And faith in Romans 5 2 says that faith will give is the door to this grace. Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, Ephesians 4, 7 says, To each one of us, grace has been given. You don't have to wonder, do I have grace? You're sitting here because you have grace. But I might need more grace. And I can ask for it. And it's going to grow. Right? Grace is connected to the Spirit of God. Remember Hebrews 10, 9. 10, 29 says there's a spirit of grace. A spirit of grace. And as Angelica gets ready to play here, go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4 says this. Above all, Fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. As each one of us has received a special gift, employ it, serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Right? You've been given a special gift, a treasure. The grace of God that's in your life is a treasure. It's a special gift and an impartation from God. Each one of us has been given it. Some are given a grace for this and some are given a grace for that, but all of us have been given grace by God. And we have to steward that grace by serving one another, right? Whoever speaks, let him speak, as it were, the utterances of God. Whoever serves, let him do it as by the strength which God supplies. Remember? There's a grace. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. In 3 3.18, it says that I can grow in grace and the knowledge of God. But let me tell you, my responsibilities have grown. My hardships have grown. I need to grow in grace too. In 1 Peter 5.5, 5, again, it talks about stewarding God's grace. So, it's an adventure. You're on it. If you fall down, your bike falls over, get up. Get back on the bike. His grace is sufficient. It's a promise. Does it matter? God, I don't know, it it don't look, I I, I don't know, God, it looks pretty bad. But there's a promise. And God's grace is going to come on my life. And the word of the Lord is going to test me till it comes to pass. But God's grace is going to help me endure it and believe it and receive it. It's love. It don't feel like love. Are you sure you love me, God? Because this is really scary. Come on. How many of you in the last year have gone through something that you wondered, God, this is really hard. God, do you love me? Are you there, God? It's big. Tonight, this sermon seems kind of, yeah, yeah. This is the sermon that should change your life. Why? Because you need Grace 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 is going to help me get all the way to the end God's favor on my life is going to separate me mark me it's going to be the favor like on Esther to be able to go into the king and shift the nation the favor on my life is going to cause me to endure the pit and, and endure Potiphar and endure the prison so that a nation can be saved God's favor is going to come on my life like Gideon in the pit where I'm afraid and I, and I wonder, is God with me? And God's going to come and make me mighty. God's favor is going to come on my life like a shepherd boy out watching the sheep. And it's going to keep increasing on my life and the grace and the favor is going to increase until someday I stand as a king. God's grace is going to come on, on some of us like Mary. And God's word is going to be formed in our belly many might be saved God's grace is going to come on some of us that have been chosen by God to endure persecution so that nations will come to the knowledge of Jesus this grace this grace that's been given to each one different gifts given by the grace of God the spirit of grace Growing in grace and knowledge of God, gaining access by faith into this grace, grace that is sufficient. Growing in grace and favor in the knowledge with God and with man, finding favor in the eyes of God. You need grace, it's supernatural there's a provision there's a line of provision in communication with God but you're going to need grace this favor to finish I want to read a quote from Sandy Newman she sent to me in the mail some of you get her newsletter she said this June the 14th to July the 12th is the month of Temaz. And each month has an anointing or sort of like a message, right? Historically, during this time period of Temaz, it's when tragedies happen to Israel. In fact, it's the it's the door to three dangerous months. I'm like, ooh. Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving instructions from God and when he came down to bring the word of God to his nation, he found them worshiping a golden calf. That idol worship was birthed out of delay. Sometimes when things don't happen, when we think or it it seems like it's a long time and we feel like we've suffered a long time or God's been silent too long or our leaders aren't moving when we think they ought to or things are not moving the way I perceive they should... That delay or perceived delay can birth disobedience. do we'll you think about that. He comes down, finds them worshiping a golden calf. And that idol worship was birthed out of a delay. Moses didn't come when they wanted him to. So therefore they're going to take it into their own hands. That's it. Moses was just taking too long in their opinion. And of all the things they could have focused on... You know, they they could have focused on God, on the manna that they were free from Egypt. They were going into the promised land. But instead, they focused on what is Moses doing? Why isn't God coming right now? This is not what I would do. And out of that place and focusing on that, on their own opinion, out of all the things they could have focused on, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days. And most of the rabbis say that on day 39... when they worship the golden calf why couldn't they wait one more day why couldn't they wait one more day you need grace you need grace I'm tired of waiting God I'm tired of not knowing, not understanding. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not in control. You know, I'm just bored. I've had it. I'm tired of manna. I'm tired of this manna. I'm tired of this walking. I'm tired of the same old song. We don't need Moses, we're tired of him too. We need grace. What if they just waited one more day? God wants us to be a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Manifold meaning there's many ways God's grace comes to us. His grace is sufficient. It's more than enough. It's going to supply everything you need. And you need grace. Father, I thank you tonight. Heavy word, God. Heavy teaching. But we need to grow up. Can't be like those, those babies, those whiners in the wilderness, and build our own golden calf because we don't like when and how you're doing things. We wait on you, God, because your grace is sufficient. We're asking, like Moses, if we have found grace in your sight, Lord, then bring your presence to us, answer our prayers, mark us. With your grace and your presence so that people will know we're different, God. That we will be different. Father, I know that many of the people in the Bible went through hard things. Hard things. And your word tested them many times, God, until it came to pass what you said. But the fact is that if we commit our ways to you, Lord, you will bring it to pass. If we commit our work to you, it will be established. And the delay is not really a delay, it's a discipline and a training time to be established so people will be able to see what God is like and know his name, to know his power. That as you're teaching us, people are learning because we're the message. Father, I'm asking for grace to increase upon this ministry upon the war doves internationally, God. Father, for those who suffered, I know many, God, in the last season, they've had loved ones go home to heaven, and it's been hard, but I'm asking for your grace that is sufficient to be on them, that they would be able to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, realizing that the grace of God is upon us, and these these sufferings, these light afflictions cannot be compared with the glory that is going to be revealed. Father, that your word is very powerful. That you're raising up a company of people that know their God and do great things. Grace. Spirit of grace, come. Spirit of grace. The anointing of grace, come. Come on us, God. Father, we know that things hurt. There's many of your people, God, that have still have pain deep inside of them. And have gone through really hard things and they're not imagined. They really are hard. People really have died. People really have cried. The insults, the persecution, the difficulties, the pressure. It's real, God. Your word says it's real and you, you never promised that it would be easy. You just said it would be an adventure and that you would be with us even to the end of the age, to the end of this journey. That you're like a friend that sticks closer than any brother. That you've written us on the palm of your hand. You can never forget us. That if we need wisdom or grace, you'll give it to us. That there's a power at work in us. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And I just speak that tonight, God. That these scriptures would build them up in their most holy faith. And that faith would grant them access to more grace. That they would grow in grace and the knowledge of God. Whether they're here tonight or they hear this message later. It's an adventure. We have to go back to the future. Back to when you called us. What did your word say? Back to the point of origin. It's a promise. You cannot lie. If you said it, you will bring it to pass. It's love. And you love us with an everlasting Love. No one can separate us from the love of God. Not height, not depths, not enemies, not powers, things present or things to come. No one can separate us from your love. It's big. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The things that you have in store for us. That he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. That if we commit our works unto you, you will establish it. It's supernatural. You have power. This exceeding great power that is at work in us. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's big. My ways are higher than your ways. My words are higher than your words. Ask me and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. It's supernatural. The things that are not seen... Form the things that are seen. You're an invisible God. It's a commitment. You're the author and the finisher of my faith. You began a good work in me, you're going to finish it. No one can thwart the plans of our God power in heaven and earth has been given unto you Jesus you're the beginning you're the ending you're the first you're the last you're the maker of heaven and earth it is not us that made ourselves you made us it's grace and your grace is sufficient Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord Father, give grace to your people tonight. I've spoken your word to build their faith, to open a door for grace tonight, to share the grace and the knowledge of Jesus tonight, God, to prepare a people who are mature, and do great things in God. Father, we pray that your grace that's shed in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Stir it up, God, tonight. The grace. Increase grace. Come on, what do you need grace for? To go to school? Your job? To forgive someone? To endure something that you don't want? To keep going? To have, be patient? enter into something new that is so scary you just don't think you can do it but God's grace is sufficient for that too how am I going to pay these bills where am I going to live will God heal my body will God be my friend will God take away this loneliness will God supply my every need yes he will his grace grace grace. We say grace, grace to this mountain. Grace. 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 Favor. Favor that lasts a lifetime. To be pleasing in your sight, God. We should just wait for a couple minutes. let let Angelica sing for a few minutes. I want you to ask God what is it that I need grace for? And ask God to show you that he has grace for you right now.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.